live and now and now live and now and now live and now and now live and now live from the Trump Taj Mahal site of UFC number 30 is Dave Meltzer wrestling observer live. How's it going, everybody? This is Dave Meltzer. We're going to be here for the next two hours talking pro wrestling. How's it going, everybody? This is Dave Meltzer. How you doing? How you doing, everybody? This is Dave Meltzer. How you doing, everybody? How you doing? How you doing, everybody? This is Dave Meltzer. How you doing, everybody? How's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? You are tuned in to DAR Sports Media, and this week we are doing a little bit of weekend review. A little bit of events in review. We're doing some preview of Collision and Forbidden Door. Uh, we've we're yes, open sir. to Forbidden Door here. We have True God with us from Twitter, the rap game, and now the mogul of DAR Media. We are making moves. We also have Tony. He is Peagle05 on Twitter. He hosts a video game podcast, and he's going to be riding with us on a lot of the wrestling content and the sports content. Uh, whichever one of you wants to go first, what is your highlight of the week in the world of wrestling slash wrestling Twitter? Let people go first. I mean, the obvious one is this punk coming back, you know, um, and not just him coming back, but coming back with that promo we dropped. I, I think that was some of his best work. Um, I think some of the, be- the better wrestlers in either WWE or in punk's case, AEW, you can kind of tell how good they're going to be by how they look and shaved head punk almost always delivers. And he came <laughs> through, he gave it to everybody, gave it, gave it to the bucks. I mean, that man was dropping like legitimate battle rap bars. I don't know if that nice. was off the top of the head or if he wrote that down, but that man came out on a mission. He was trying to let some people know something. Um, so for me, it was just his promo. I mean, honestly, he sounded hungrier then than he did when he came back the first time. And he sounded great back then. I I gotta agree with you. Um, obviously, the highlight of the week is Punk. Um, it's, it's funny because like when everything was <laughs> when everything was going on, uh, like I think we was all we were texting about it, and like a couple of my um, a couple of my other my other homies was like, "Yo, Punk is Punk is going off on going off on these motherfuckers." I'm like, I I thought that was light. That's the crazy part. I thought that was light, for Punk. I was like, man, he could have said even more. So. Uh, that was my highlight, though. I think, honestly, um, I think Collision is about to be a much more concise show uh, over over Dynamite, uh, personally. I, I, and it's not that there's much of a difference, obviously, in rosters, but I feel like they kind of show kind of show that their their show flows a lot better, a lot smoother, a lot. A lot easy going um and it didn't feel like it was much filler on the show you know you watch dynamite sometimes and there's like there's always something for the only thing break felt, yeah the only thing i felt like filling maybe the warlow and luchasaurus match on collision um but i'm actually pulling up the uh the car for for this week for this weekend i'm gonna tell you brother i don't really see no bathroom breaks not fucking <laughs> fire <laughs> Like, you gotta go to the bathroom before, man. It's, it's, yeah, like, you gotta sit down yeah. for this. And I, I think the momentum for AEW has has grown considerably this last couple of weeks. And I think it's it's trying to. Certain people are trying to undo that momentum. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Shout out, shout out to uh, Dave Meltzer. Shout out to Brian. Uh, what's his name? Alvarez. Alvarez. Uh, yeah, Brian Alvarez. Shout out to Voices of Wrestling as well. So. Uh, Wrestling Observer, Voices of Wrestling. 
I have an issue actually with several people uh, work for Voices of Wrestling. And so I just want to point this out real quick. It's a brief statement. I just want to let people know. With DAR Sports Media, what it stands for, it's the same thing that DAR has always stood for, defining revolution. It also stands for actually being straight up, being real. We have no time for this bullshit that's in media. When you go to these scrums, you go to these media things, let's tell the truth. Everybody plays nice. Everybody's all like, well, I, I, I got a question, Triple H. Uh, uh, well, well, Tony, I, I got a question. Like, nah, ask some real questions. Actually do real media. Talk about things that we want to hear about. These softball questions. And on top of that, always trying to start your agendas. Voices of Wrestling has have had an agenda against CM Punk for quite some time. Let's not forget the Dead Spin article that Brandon Cutler's bum ass decided he wanted to jump in and be like, oh, Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Like, all these things for the that are in the media. Look, yeah, for the boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you see these things, what we want to represent is just telling it straight like it is without, like, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't have an agenda. Like, you know, I've always liked uh, Kenny Omega, big fan of the Young Bucks and, and in-ring stuff. Uh, maybe I don't agree with how they might have handled certain things personally, but I don't know them dudes well enough. I kind of knew the Bucks a little bit, but like I don't know them well enough to even comment on the, their personal lives and how you know insecure and immature they are. Because I don't really care about grown, other grown men that much to be like, hey, CM Punk is this, and he's got concocted this plan. Like Dave Meltzer's old. Like I say, he's the old yeller of of wrestling media. We about to take him out back and put him out his misery. Same thing with Brian Alvarez. Like it's 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 a wrap. Y'all look y'all flabby and sick. It's over for y'all. It's over. Because, to, I, let's tell the truth, Dave Meltzer does not have the same sources that he always has. There's other outlets that have more sources than, than Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. You can talk to Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho all you want. Uh, they don't count. They, they don't count as real sources in 2023. So uh, I think that's the problem is that you, you want to create a narrative based off of two old heads from the WWE days that built in these relationships with Dave because let's tell the truth Dave Meltzer his biggest source on AEW is people that don't work in AEW I don't know how people haven't got this yet haven't figured this out yet but that's the truth so I'm not here to talk about Dave Meltzer all day long just want to say we don't fuck with the observer like that over here I've never liked Dave Meltzer for ages I don't care about them damn them damn star star ratings that's cool that's his opinion he can rate them like you know and he knows good wrestling in terms of matches like that's cool we all we all wrestling fans so i think that's also another thing like we're fans but also we're sensible we're smart we understand this business we try to bring intelligent convo to the kid to it when you got a bunch of guys making these corny jokes corny agendas everything do 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 these jokes like we don't have time for that we're grown men we're family men we're grown men we talk wrestling we talk media stuff because this is what we like to do, but this is also something we're passionate about. Where's the passion behind writing a hundred thousand words about CM Punk making people mad and have people having a bad day at Dynamite because he showed up for three or four hours and was talking to everybody else and hanging out with people normally, like a normal fucking person? Like, where does this? Where does that even stem from? Like, what? I, I don't. Look, what I don't do you understand. get out of that? Like what 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 has happened here? We got Forbidden Door coming up, which is a crazy card. I mean, Danielson versus versus Okada is worth the price of admission, damn near alone.
but you adding on all these different matches, these different like it's so many different talents. This is a big week for AEW. It's a big week for uh professional wrestling. And you got, I mean, we had Dynamite, which uh, Dynamite was pretty it was cool. It was cool this week. Uh had his moments. And then you got Collision, which is looking fire. You got Forbidden Door, fire. Then you got to look forward to all in. Obviously, I think there's a possibility blood and guts is coming in a couple weeks too. Um, there's a lot of different things they got going on. So I think that's that's what the focus should be. Focus should be on, hey, we got this great pay-per-view. We got this great car. We got, you know, rampages tonight. I ain't watching it, but rampages tonight. So, you know, like you got plenty of people who, go, you know, three, four hundred thousand people going to tune into that. Talk about what talk about wrestling, these matches. And the media needs to be more responsible. It can't just be one or two outlets that already have access being semi-responsible and semi, you know, like we're not going to teeter the line here. You know, we're going to have to shake shake the game up a little bit, ruffle some feathers because uh, that's how you stand out for one. But two, somebody got to tell the goddamn truth about so wrestling, that's, about the media. That's the biggest thing that I think stands out to me that you pointed out. And that's why you are true because telling the truth. And that's what we do on DIR. Facts. Uh, this is a huge weekend for wrestling. Sold out building. Huge card. Three, four great shows going on throughout the week. And you're still right. talking about bitch ass high school drama. That's all you want to talk about is stirring shit that some top guy was in a bad mood. First of all, <laughs> fucking bullshit. That's fucking fake. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't fucking believe it. It's fucking no, bullshit. No way in hell. For one. Bullshit. For two, bullshit. for two, again, pointing out with Meltzer, like, I just don't know. I don't know what else people need to see to stop taking this guy fucking seriously when he says stuff like this. I don't know what it is. It's obvious for damn near 10 months, he's been wrong on basically everything on this. For 10 months, he's been basically telling only one side of the story. Every single time this gets close to being resolved, this fucking liar apologizes for something slipping on his message board that messes it up. And he only cares about the wrestling business and yet keeps on putting out bullshit hit pieces like this. This little nitpicky bullshit saying somebody was in a bad mood because punk was around i'm in a bad mood because you're <laughs> fucking around Meltzer. but you don't see me running around ruining everybody's fucking day for it and trying to fuck up the wrestling business over it you motherfucker how many times has this dude been caught in the last year just totally making shit up hours before we went on the air roosh roosh straightened it out that he was not having visa issues like dave fucking said he's yeah, been living that. in the u.s for multiple months his visa is fine and it's been fine they posted they talked about how uh fucking the acclaimed got booed out of the building was completely Lies. not fucking true had people who worked at aw laughing at them on twitter my personal favorite over the last year or so I, I just, I don't understand how people didn't under maybe pick out that there's a fucking crisis going on after this one was when he went on there and you can find audio of this. He goes on there and he says that William Regal has a fucking clause in his contract that if Triple H comes back, he gets to leave AEW. He said that, <laughs> which on the face of it is so 
fucking ridiculous and obviously made up, mostly due to the fact that if you look at when Regal was negotiating and signing with AEW, Triple H was still barely recovered from a near-death fucking experience, and it was no sign that he was ever coming back to wrestling. That's off the top why that's fucking silly as fuck to say. And then six weeks later, both Regal and TK completely refuted it and showed that there was not one iota of goddamn factual evidence to that ridiculous shit that Meltzer was saying. Well, I will say one I don't, thing about, uh, about What that. the fuck do people need? What the fuck I, do people need? What was the last Meltzer exclusive scoop? Uh, yeah, exactly. Fucking silence. Because Fightful breaks uh, all the fucking scoops. Fightful has the fucking... Fightful has the sources. Dave does not because <laughs> uh, Dave's a fucking they? silly ass motherfucker. Don't they? I wonder how Fightful gets Stop all those stirring scoops. up shit. What the rest of business flourish? I wonder, I wonder how Fightful gets all those scoops. I, I mean, don't know, but they do it well and Meltzer fucking doesn't. So gosh, man. I mean, it's not like not like one of the biggest biggest guys went to go work for AEW. <laughs> it's like it's funny. Oh, it's oh funny. you mean the guy that Meltzer was throwing a little fucking fit about getting hired and not him? Yeah, so that guy? Funny. Yeah. So that's so another that... one. There's people on there who claim to be Will Washington's fucking friend who are backing up Meltzer on this bullshit. See, but Meltzer threw a little fucking screeching ex jilted ex lover fucking bitch ass fit when Will Washington got fucking hired. Fuck him for that too. Well, here's here's the truth of the matter. If people really want to talk about the elephant in the room when it comes to Dave Meltzer in that particular situation, I don't want to speak too much on Will. Like I said, that's my guy. <clears throat> Somebody <clears throat> you know I, I talk to you know fairly often. Cool guy. Um, but at the end of the day. Will is he's a very nice guy, and I think a lot of people were confused by some of the stuff that were said. I remember watching what was going on when Will Will first got hired, and some of the stuff that I saw from Dave, and I thought it was kind of funny <clears throat> because I feel like for Dave, Dave has Dave still has his idea of professional wrestling that old old white men should be the people in in power in charge still. And I feel like we're in 2023. First of all, professional wrestling is extremely diverse. People don't understand this. Like professional wrestling has always been an extremely diverse business. It's just that people of, you know, different, more diverse people weren't given positions. I was about to say, wrestling's always been extremely diverse, extremely diverse fan base, extremely diverse workers who ca captivated the hearts and minds of the audience. What wasn't diverse is the people who are getting opportunities to have fucking equity in this business. And now that's changing and seeming to make certain people uncomfortable. They don't like it. It's, it makes people uncomfortable because then you have to acknowledge that this business has been the same for 30, 40, 50 years. Like you used to have the junkyard dog. You had your Bobo Brazils. You had back in those days. And this was this was extremely during extremely tough racist time that these these guys went out there that did that. But now we're looking at, you know, you got uh, I mean, if you go to WWE, you got Bianca Belair, you got the Street Profits, you got New Day, you got a, the, I, the list goes on. You got a whole gang of people over in NXT, a lot of fine women over there, too. I, I, I digress. But, you know, and then you got, you know, AW, you got Swerve, you got uh you know, Keith Lee, you got the acclaim, you got a ton of different, you got the entire division of Lucha, of Lucha Libre stars that are out there. So you need people of different walks of life, different everything to be in power. I've always pushed for this and people can, people can attest to this for years and years and years. And I've been saying. Pushed for it and got pushed back. 
Yeah, black so ball. I mean, I got yeah, black ball, but like like uh, I got, I got a verse I did last night, and I said, you know, they tried to block me, but I I I did how Jordan did Matumbo. You know what I'm saying? Like I <laughs> gave him no 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 back. You can't stop what we do, and you and you can't stop people who are driven. And I think in this business, wrestling, the one thing people don't talk about is like it's like that silent thing in wrestling, where it's, if you're super driven and you're super like focused and you're somebody who has a mind and knowledge, it's almost like they treat you differently because you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to make it. And that's where like even from when Will was getting backlash, I'm like, knowing the dude like I know the dude, the dude has been in wrestling, covering wrestling for like 19 years. So if you're going to give somebody an opportunity, why wouldn't it be a dude that's been covering wrestling for 19 years who's been a fan who has an encyclopedia-esque knowledge of professional wrestling? I didn't understand why people had an aversion to that, but also it goes to show. And I'm being honest, it wasn't just Meltzer. It was people, honestly, <clears throat> in the company who was a little, un, you know, a little unsure. But that goes to show you professional wrestling still has a long way to go they don't accept this idea that like oh man this guy who you know he worked he started his, he started his way doing podcasts and he got to like this biggest the biggest media conglomerate in in wrestling and now here he is in this position doing a job that he was qualified for even outside of wrestling the actual job description he's qualified for because that's what he does he did something similar in his regular actual uh his shoot job so i i, I thought that was real stupid and i think dave he, he, Dave has shown his hand so many times during his last year, and Man, it's this like last year he's—I mean—he's looked worse than he looked prior to the year. I mean, this is this has been like a fall off of epic proportions. I mean, dude, just keep running his mouth, and you know, like you said, everything is false. Everything that's come out of his mouth to this point, in the last ten months since brawl out, has been false, proven false, and he just keep doubling and tripling down. It's like, and how much look, more? I'm not going to toot my own horn, brother. But nah, fuck it. I've been right about <laughs> literally everything that's been happening. I, and, and let me let me also be clear. This is not a shot at anybody else. There are people who speak directly to these wrestlers, like directly to the people that we're talking about. I don't speak directly to them, but I was right about all of this stuff way before everybody else was, was even saying anything about it. So I felt like if I have this knowledge and Dave Meltzer doesn't, what does that say about your standing? Because goddamn it, I've been blackballed several times <laughs> in professional wrestling. So or he I does can... have it and he's just taking the side and completely biased to making shit up. I don't think he has any information. I think I think he he's getting one side of it. Like you get both sides of like I said, brawl out is a situation that no one can actually talk about what exactly happened and there's elements to it that. I kind of got a little bit, a little bit of, a little bit of trouble from certain people in, in high places because I said something on Twitter as I usually do that I guess wasn't supposed to be out. So I dialed it back and walked it back because uh, I was like, "Oh, didn't know that wasn't supposed to be out. My bad." But it's, it's, it's like, like I, I thought, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times what people don't realize is wrestlers tell people certain things because they want them to be like mouthpieces for them because they can't get this out anywhere else. So if you have somebody. There's another guy in, in, in media. I'm not going to call his name out because I don't have an issue with him. And he's he, 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 he will admit when he's wrong. But there's another guy. He, he has a close relationship with somebody that does work in AEW who's a wrestler who I believe is the person that's talking to Meltzer. And he had this thing to say back in like March when he was like, oh, 
And you'll eventually, you kind of know who I'm talking about if you can connect the dots. It's just something to the effect of, oh, CM Punk's done and it's sad how his run ended. And this is like March. And I think I tweeted about it and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, Punk will be back in a couple months. Like, and everybody's like, oh, he's never coming back. And, you know, like, Eric, you know, we and you had to come in conversations about this a long time. Like, and people saying things. It's like, bro, he's coming back. The guy's never, he was never not coming back. Like, Tony wanted the right. guy back for one. Punk wanted to come back. There was maybe a couple times where I've, I heard, like, Punk was like, fuck all this because it was too much. But that just comes from the fact that if you got to hear somebody run their mouth about you for months and months and months and you know it's false, I'd be pissed off too. And I think everybody especially likes to... when you uh, consider that he basically said, I was trying to do this the right way for a year. He was yeah. back there trying to tell people, like, hey, look, these people are coming talking out the side of their mouth and nothing's being done about it. At some point, then you, you know, you gotta start throwing hands, verbally or physically, one of the two. But if ain't nobody else gonna take care of it, some, I got to. All right, man. I'm gonna tell you straight up. Wrestling is wrestling is, is, some, is some pussy shit, man. <laughs> like, I'm wrestling. old. I'm hurt. I'm tired, and I work with fucking children. The children. man ain't lied yet. <laughs> <laughs> like and wrestling, I, and look. That's why I think when people, when people like I, I used to get like flack, like, oh, you're 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 speaking out for punk, and you're talking about punk, blah blah blah. And I'm like, brother, because I relate. What people don't like is if somebody says the elite did some type of politicking. Uh, I mean, let's tell the truth. I mean, there's a lot of people that work for AW that come from them that probably would not have a job if they if it was a if, if let's say impact was bigger some people wouldn't have a job there in the, in the prominent positions that they do i mean that's like wwe ain't knocking down the door to, to hire the best friends and i don't i don't necessarily hate the best friends but i'm thinking like you guys are all connected through you know Reseda and, and and pwg and, and independence and there's nothing wrong with that i started that's in the, the shit that drives me crazy though is you're absolutely right and Tony Khan is paying these people way fucking more than they ever got paid before in their fucking lives. And yet they're here. This is how they show their gratitude. You need to pay me. Need by me. not but... fucking rising above petty little kid immature bullshit and working with a guy who's going to help this company make fucking money back for that guy. They want to sit here and pull this little clicky bullshit and act like they're above it. And they're not the ones who are stirring shit just as much as anybody, if not more. And, and that's the problem this. with them being executives. Again, we covered that on the last episode. Absolutely. Target. You want to be a fucking <laughs> you want to be the boys, then be the fucking boys. If you want to walk around and call yourself a vice president and a leader, then fucking act like one and quit Can't spreading the shit to the fucking melter. Yep. And I'll, I'll be honest, and I'll say this so we can so we can talk about collision and uh collision and forbidden door. Um, I don't actually think it's the elite themselves that are going to melter, call and melter. Because I actually think they've kind of froze Meltzer out a little bit. But what I do think the issue is, is the people that they're friends with and both companies have a tendency to run their mouths to people. Because if you're if you're no one, you got to find a way to stay relevant. So if you if you DM Dave Meltzer or text Dave Meltzer and say, oh, man, you won't believe this. What do you think Meltzer is going to say? Oh, what do you got? What do you got? I, I, I want to hear it. And he's going to go in there and he's going to sit there with his dumb ass face and and, and to, you know, I think this is this is this and this is this and this is that. And he's going to form a narrative because you're talking to one person. If you hear different sides of the stories, everybody can understand there's a there is a right and a wrong. And there's no such thing really in this situation. Despite my own personal feelings, everybody has their uh, their wrongdoing in this. And the problem I've always had is that elite fans are like, 
they did nothing wrong. Oh, ooh, 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 like to the hangman. Like these are grown ass men. Like stop treating them like they babies, man. Like they're grown men. I like, and that's where they, that's where they lose me. And I think that's been the biggest issue for me is the fans and the media have not taken this and moved on from this. Well, and on that note, we need to move on from it. Uh, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunities to uh, shat upon Meltzer being a fucking dummy who gets fed silly shit, who is only good for stirring up gossip and uh, piggybacking off of fightful stories now. Um, so, 70 year old man. On to more positive things. This collision card, let's do a little collision forbidden door preview. Yes, sir. Collision. Peagle. What are you looking forward to? This card looks fucking fire, man. I'm super excited for this show. What are you look forward to on this card on Saturday? Swerve and Tanahashi. Like that's Fuck yeah, me too. That, that's the one damn. like when when they announced it and my ears like perked up because I'm like, that's like that's a pay-per-view level. That could be a main event somewhere. Thanks. Like, and we're getting that on primetime Saturday night TV, second show. I, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, Swerve is an incredible heel on top of being an incredible worker. And Tanahashi is fucking Tanahashi. So I'm I'm expecting Thanks. a classic just right out the gate because, you know, Tanahashi ain't showing up in America for that show and, get you know, going to some 20, 30-minute time limit draw bullshit. Like, no, nah, that's going to be a match match. Um, so that that to me is going to be the highlight of the night. It's it's hard almost because like I am uh, you know same thing. My eyes got real big when I saw oh shit. I even posted it on Twitter like oh fuck Strickland and Tanahashi. But man, these these two main undercard things. I'm I'm super pumped about that too. Nyla Rose and Willow has a bunch of potential to be. I love matches where you got power on power. Um, hey. and both those ladies have a lot of uh. A lot of oomph, a lot of gusto, a lot of like want to. Uh, hey, so yeah, yeah I'm ready to see them. That uh, match is a big preservative. That doesn't sound gross. Uh, I'm ready to see them hook up and slam around. Uh, furthermore, Brody King and Andrade. That's two of my favorite workers in the whole company. Uh, Brody King is is a fucking mauler, and Andrade right. is tough as shit. And yeah, uh, you know, a snug worker too. They're gonna beat the dog shit out of each other too. So I'm super hyped about that as well. True. What do you What do you think, man? What What are you looking forward to on this show? Well, you know me, man. Uh, anytime I get to see Willow Nightingale on my television, I'm happy. Uh, so I'm absolutely looking forward to that. But honestly, I I think, like I said, there's no bathroom break match <laughs> on the show. There's nothing, you know. And I and, and I think. Also, there's Darby and Sting announcing their partner, which I think would be kind of cool, too, because nobody knows exactly who they're like. There's nobody knows. Like, and I've asked nobody knows. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, who is it? And they're like, I can't it's either. They like, can't tell you right now. I'm like, hey, fuck y'all. Like, like, I want to know because this is intriguing because there's rumors. I don't think it's Goldberg. Let me just say that. But I think I'm that's cut in the biggie, the biggie soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I will say swerving and Tanahashi, I think <laughs> I think this is gonna be the best match Tanahashi has all weekend. <laughs> and the reason why is because I don't think that that match at Forbidden Door is going the way people think it is. But that's a whole different story. I just will say Swerve and Tanahashi, give him 15, 20 minutes on television. That's gonna be uh I mean, Swerve is just man, look, 
you know, Swerve is just so, like, so talented as an in-ring performer. He works so much better as a heel. I think it's perfect. Uh, Brody and, and Andrade, I think that's going to be a great match. I think what happens after the match and the fallout is going to be even better. So that's where I'm looking forward to. And I mean, come on, man. The the rematch, uh, well, not the rematch. It's kind of a rematch. It's You replace Samoa Joe with the guns, the guns, and then you, you, you add Ricky Starks. But it's basically a rematch. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that, though, because it's like, first of all, Punk out for, like, almost 10 months. Man's in his 40s, comes back, and is wrestling three matches in, like, a week. A week. And it's like, that is insane to me. Uh, that's work ethic, and that you show, that shows how much he wants Collision to obviously not not only be successful, but, you know, he, he wants to be involved. And so, um, you know, I, I like to see him Punk, Jay White dynamic. I think that'll be eventually when they, you know, get to the solo the the solo matches and stuff like that i think that'd be a really good few so i'm excited for that um yeah i, I just think this whole car from top to bottom is is gonna be interesting and you know the Owen heart from being a little nitpicky the Owen heart brackets they don't they didn't move me like i was hoping they would but uh i think i see the vision of where they're going they with look it. like they look like obvious setups yeah so i i i, I do i do like uh, I do like that. I just wish it wasn't so obvious. <laughs> like, and maybe they'll try to swerve us a little bit and be like, "Oh, you know." But um, yeah, I, I, I think there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be a great card. Um, Toronto. I also want to point out really quick something about this show. So before CM Punk came back, this show sat at two thousand seats sold. It is now at almost six thousand seats sold. So anybody who ever said that CM Punk was not a draw, well, you a dumbass. I, and, I don't know who, uh, if anybody who was saying that, they shouldn't need the proof that you're a fucking dumbass. But awesome at the I gate see. this week. Numbers are up across the board this week. Thanks. Seven of the top ten merch uh, merch items on PWT. All CM Punk. Uh, fuck off. As like, I don't be. even know. I I don't even know. I don't even know what to say or why anybody would need that fucking shown to them so clearly. But you're a fucking moron if you needed it shown to you. And and, and I just I, I just couldn't believe that people were actually saying and trying to be like oh well I think it was because the ticket prices went down went down and I was like brother you think they moved four thousand tickets in a week <laughs> just because <laughs> it went from ninety dollars to seventy five like like that's that's gonna move the tickets like it, nah, the demand the demand has to be there for people to go find out that the tickets dropped in the first place unless you're doing a you know a four for forty. Which they they done that before because it, but even then, I'm if I don't care about the show, I'm not gonna be like mm, I guess four for four. That's four I mean, dollars I could if, use for a lot of other things. If people are saying that about this, then 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 they're just like religious cult fucking level. There's unreachable at, at that know, point. It's not even worth all it is. Is just it's just that these fans, uh, these fans, they they feel like they have to pick sides, and I don't have I don't have to pick no sides in this in this shit, man. I'm picking the side of the, the, that gives me good professional wrestling. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like I said, we're yeah, picking the it. side of professional wrestling over here. That's yeah, that's like, what I want to thrive. I want the elite to do great numbers. I want CM Punk to do great numbers. I want everybody to do great numbers. I want them to get a badass new TV deal. I want a third company to get a fucking nice TV deal. I want everything to go deal. up. Yeah, one that's deal the side deal, that bro. we're on over here at DAR is the professional wrestling business. We live, in my opinion. We live for professional wrestling uh, in a sense of that this is something that we've loved our entire lives. 
And, you know, you always have your favorites, obviously. But through the years, I never cared that much about, like, when Brett and Sean had their stuff, I was, you know, kid and all that stuff. But I didn't care that much. I might have liked Sean a little bit more. I might have liked Brett a little bit more. Like, I didn't care that much, though, to be like, oh, I'm on Brett's side. I'm on, like, because guess what? We didn't know the details like that back then. And that's the difference. We don't need to know all this shit. What, Not to mention, somebody, none of these motherfuckers put money in our pockets. So give that's a, a fact. That's a fact. Now, we're talking about somebody who can put some money in our pockets. Tony Khan holler at me for real. Now, I'm going to keep saying it every day. <laughs> every day, I, every, every time I can, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it put, put a little more money in my pocket. But the thing is, is that this is this is this is a business where it's like, look, as much as we could be a part of this business and working in, you know, media or whatever, you know, working on songs of video games and stuff like that, much we're part of it, we're still fans first and we still have a right to voice our opinions and enjoy the show. So I think that some fans want to be a part of the show so much that they forget that this is a business. This is a, you know this is a business it's a show and and like it's entertainment you don't know any of these motherfucking people you don't know cm punk that man go home to his wife sit watch horror movies and hockey and and, and walk his dog that's what he does <laughs> the most that's the most we know we don't know that man can have bodies buried in 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 the, in the freezer somewhere and guess what i wouldn't care wouldn't i would know wouldn't give a damn you know why Cause I don't give a shit about what you do after you leave off the TV. There's t- been terrible people, unless you're like an R. Kelly. Then I then I have to draw a line at, at some point. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta draw a line. Get that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you gotta draw a line somewhere. But for the most part, if you're an entertainer, you do terrible things. Guess what? Ninety percent of people that you're gonna meet and encounter do terrible things or, or have flaws. We're all human beings. CM Punk's a human being. Kenny Omega's a human being. Guess what? They're also great professional wrestlers. And just want to point out for all the elite fans who were whining, oh, the elite, they weren't on Dynamite because Punk was there. I'm so sick of them. And how dare people chant fuck the elite? How dare people chant CM Punk when their when their promo was on? Shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, get life. Okay. Guess what? Forbidden Door is Sunday. And guess who's all on the same card in the same fucking building? The Elite, CM Punk. For some reason, people kept talking about John Moxley, uh, and, and all these people who supposedly Punk has an issue with. Chris Jericho was on the card. They're all on the same card. You know why? Because they're trying to put on the best possible show. You got the Young Bucks. You got Hangman. You got Eddie Kingston. You got John Moxley. You got uh, Takeshita. You got all these different talented people in in the Young Bucks match at Forbidden Door, and I mean, sure, you can keep those guys separate if you need to, or maybe you don't need to anymore. Who knows what's really going on? Guess what? It don't matter. What matters is that this card is going to be insane, and Forbidden Door is going to it's going to be a long-ass show. Uh, that's for one. Um, Man. Definitely be a long-ass show, because you got about, about 50 left motherfuckers on that, on, that, on that card. But that's what AEW does, in my opinion. They give you a lot of professional wrestling. You give a lot of bang for your buck. You watch other promotions. I'm not gonna say no name, but <laughs> you watch other promotions, and you don't you don't get that feeling. To me, you know, I just don't I don't get that feeling. I don't feel like you get like. Fuck it, I'll get... say it. <clears throat> WWE. 
These <laughs> motherfuckers get out here and they put together a three-hour oh. show with a seven-hour pre-show, and two of the matches be good. Oh, Man. while we're while we're while we're tap dancing around it, let's let's go Forbidden Door preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. like you said, there are. I, I just I just pulled a card up and got there's damn, 50, let's count. 50, 11 what? matches on here. God, fuck. One, two, three, uh, four, five, what? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And that's not even what's going to probably be added <laughs> on collision yeah. tomorrow because it's like what? one or two more matches that I know is going to be added, and it's it's well one more match I think one more, and it has to do with the Andrade and uh Brody Brody King uh match. At, at least I think that was the plan. Maybe they changed it, but it's like how do you fit all this in in, in like a four hour window? This is crazy. So but what for, are you it? guys looking forward to? The most. Oh man. Oh man. It's, it's Danielson. It's Danielson Okada. Yeah, like, that's, 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 yeah. that's the number so, one. That's I guess before we jump into that, I, I wanted to go through something with you guys. Just a little question. Um so last year, there was uh, what do you guys think of Forbidden Door from a concept? Because you had a lot of AEW naysayers. The usual trot, not the usual bullshit of how does this grow the brand, the casual fan, the blah blah blah. This is catering to the niche. This is blah 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 blah. What would you guys say to that forbidden door as a concept? Personally, I think I, I get it. I get the argument that because again, we're we're pro 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 wrestling business here. I get the concept. You you know you want to do things that bring more fans in that make you the most money, et cetera, et cetera. At the same time, I absolutely do not mind as long as the numbers are strong, your buy rates are strong. Doing a pure fan service pay-per-view, it's not like, I mean, last year's show was in their top 10 highest selling pay-per-views for buys that they've done. So it's not like it did terrible business. The TV leading up was not great, uh, and the numbers reflected that. But this year, I think they've done a lot better job of integrating the build to the show with everything else that's going on. A lot better packages, a lot better. It hasn't dominated the show so much um, and has been a lot more tight, cohesive build to this show than last year's. And the numbers have reflected that. They have not sagged the way they did last year. They did goodbyes last year. I think this card is going to be very strong. What do you guys think of the, the concept of Forbidden Door? I've always loved it from the moment <clears throat> from the moment they announced the first one because I mean the fact of the matter is one of the biggest matches that we never got was in WWE when he was Daniel Bryan because he had been begging to wrestle Shinsuke begging for it but you know WWE thinks that only WWE exists so we never got that match but when you look at it for like you spoke on the fan service aspect of it Fan service is good as long as the product itself is good. That's why Marvel movies do so much money because they're two and a half, three hours of fan service, but they're excellent. So it's always going to do money. If Nintendo decides to do a Zelda game with Sony, it's going to do dumb numbers because that's it's a good combination. That's just that's just how that works. So if you've got obviously excellent wrestlers in New Japan and obviously excellent wrestlers in AEW. <clears throat> To us, as wrestling fans, it all exists in the same space. The problem is, is that the last 20 or 30 years, the people who aren't sensible have been brainwashed into thinking that everything is in its own bubble, 
and nothing exists outside of that bubble unless you leave that bubble and go into the other bubble. Fair. It's all together. We can bring all these people together. Hell, give me Roman Reigns and CM Punk. I'm not a big Reigns fan, but yeah, I'd probably want to watch that because Punk will probably cook him on the mic. And Reigns as a heel has been better than he ever was at any point earlier in his career. It might actually Absolutely. be entertaining. But these things are good for wrestling. If we get to see these dream matches, if we get to see these companies interact, all we can ever get is good out of it, except for maybe MJF and uh, Tanahashi, which I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't think that's going to be a, I don't think that's going to be what people think it is. So I'm going to just say this. Last year, Forbidden Door, I thought it was a great card uh, in terms of like the matches. But I think it was obviously a little underwhelming because Danielson didn't wrestle. Um, you know, Punk wasn't, you know, there. Omega wasn't there. So you had a lot of pieces. Adam Cole, I don't think. Uh, Adam Cole did wrestle. But that was like his last match for like a very long time. Yeah, he wrestled, but it had to get cut short because it got yeah. fucked up. And then that, yeah. that that's what he was out for. But this year, this year, my opinion on Forbidden Door is simple. Okada, Danielson, Omega, Osprey. You got uh, Tanahashi. Uh, MJF wasn't on the card last year. He's on the card this year. Uh, Sting, Darby, Jericho, Punk, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, Tony Storm, Willow, Moxley, Claudio, uh, Takesha, who wasn't on the card last year, the Bucks, Adam, you know, Hangman, Kingston, uh, Ishii, and Adam Cole, Athena wasn't on the card. Like all these different names are on one card. That is insane in itself. And then you look at the matchups. If I said, hey, man, they're going to have Danielson, Omega, Osprey, and Okada all on the same card. I'm like, oh, shit. Sign me up. I want to see all four of them wrestle. Oh, but guess what? They're going to be fighting each other. What? <laughs> like, as a wrestling fan, I'm like, bro, like, Okada and Danielson, there's a couple dream matches that I have. Uh, My number one for the last five years has always been Punk versus Omega. So I'm going to keep pushing for that because I think that would be insane, not just from a wrestling standpoint, but a story standpoint and just how Punk would do it and how Omega is in this, you know, Omega is this like, you know, Easter egg guy. It's just like, I think they would put their minds together and creatively make something great, just that whole feud. But wrestling wise, Okada and Danielson, that was, that's been the one I've wanted to see. I also like to see Osprey versus Danielson, but Danielson's banged up, getting a little old man. You know, Osprey's a yeah, fan. Osprey too. Uh, that's yeah, a he little, yeah, yeah, he, he, he look fat. But I think when you look at this card, you know, Tom Law, uh, Lawler versus Adam Cole doesn't really move me like that because uh, I'm not a big Tom Lawler fan like that. But I think a lot saw how many people, and that's another thing. I can also take myself out of the equation. I saw that match and I was like, man, they could have gave Cole anything else. Anything else. Like a couple other people that I, you know, they could could have gave him, but I saw so many people like, oh my God, this is great. Like Cole and, and Law. And I was like, that's what this is for. It ain't everything ain't gotta be for me. Everything ain't gotta right. be for me. And you know, like uh, the Billy Starks versus Athena. I don't really care less about that match because I know Athena probably gonna beat beat the ass quite quite quickly. Or, or maybe she gives, you know, maybe help put Billy Starks over in a losing effort. But regardless, I'm looking at that like, nah, I don't really care. But a lot of people are like, oh, my God, Billy Starks and Athena, that's going to be great. That's what wrestling is about, you know. I could have done without Jericho on the card. But there's a ton of people who, oh, the Ocho, the Ocho, you're, you're a loser. But it, it's just like, 
<laughs> there, there's, but like people having that that feeling, that's what wrestling is about. We don't all have to like the same thing. At the end of the day, we're all professional wrestling fans. The MJF versus Tanahashi match doesn't appeal to me, but there are tons of people who are like, yo, this is going to be great if MJF takes it serious, which is that's, that's like, that's one of those things I hate. They, like If he takes it serious, it's like you, you come into yeah, Randy a Randy Moss play when he want to play. Yeah, it's like you could like, but and I know people were disappointed by uh, some people say they were disappointed with with uh, you know Jungle Boy getting a, getting another title shot, and I, I but Jungle Boy can go, he can wrestle, and I think at the uh, end of the day, that's a, all you really uh, you need because who else is going to take that loss? Because obviously nobody's winning the IWGP title, somebody has to take the loss, and I feel like we kind of see Jungle Boy's probably going to eventually turn heel because not he's only now focused on gold. Can he take the loss? But it plays into his story. Who else could have it play into their story? And that was going to be my little surprise here. For me, I mean, right, Danielson, Okada, dream match, going to be fire. Omega, Osprey, dream match, going to be fire. Um, A bunch of stuff on here. I'm the most intrigued by that Sonata Jungle Boy match. As you pointed out, Jungle Boy can rock and roll. He's been as, you know, as bland as bread. But <laughs> that's a fact. But he can go once things get rolling. I'm also, you know, uh, Sonata winning that championship has raised a lot of eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for him to be in a position where he's going to be very motivated to come out here and show out in front of a huge audience. And I'm excited to see Jungle Boy rock with him and also the development because I kind of liked that little that little bit of. I don't know what to call it, sliminess that came off of him during that promo on Wednesday. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward a lot to seeing what Jungle Boy looks like as things progress with that character. So I am the most intrigued about that, mostly because I just I just think it has the most potential to rise above, I guess, what everybody's expectations are, right? Everything else can only rise too. But that has the opportunity to rise above people's expectations and lead us with leave us with something interesting coming out of the show what are you most looking forward to though true on the show always Danielson versus okada but the sneaky one is i want to see what kojima and punk do with their spot yeah there's no there's no build there right it's just a a random match and i think punk has excelled extremely well in just random matches with no story like uh when it was like with him and mox team against ftr they had a a great fucking match and it was like no build to it at all he just had to find a partner and and like so i think with punk and kojima i think they're both gonna go out there and 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 try to and try to put on a put on a hell of a show and i mean you're not gonna get more than what 10 12 minutes at best um yeah but i think punk working in that small time he's had some great tv matches over the years and that and that that time frame i mean even him and eddie kingston at full gear was like 12 13 minutes at best and I was, was just about to say, I, I expect this match to be very similar to that one. And I yeah. fucking love that match. So I'm excited. I, I don't think there's a better short match wrestler than Punk. Like he, he has a really good sense of how to work within a small time frame. I I I, I agree with you. When, when That's why I think his 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 run the last year and uh, the last that last year in a, the first year in AW was so good because he was on TV and he would give you like he would he would play the hits like they say he'd play all the hits 
he would do something like that he used to do that you haven't seen him do in a while, or he would try to break out. You look like he was gonna break out the Pepsi plunge, or you know, it's just doing these different things where it, it's it's like there's something there that he knows to grab you, that grabs you in on television and those those short matches. And I think, like I said, I know the Kenta match was was uh, originally scheduled, and a lot of people had their opinion on that. I wasn't sold because I think Kent is washed personally. Um, I think he's washed and I have no desire to see uh, Kenta, but I I think this is a good substitute because Gojima is, is he's a very physical, very hard hitting guy. And we always think we've seen punk with hard hitting guys before and they make, they make great, you know, they make great matches. So, um, and I feel like there's less pressure too, right? There's more like when Punk has like <laughs> there's no pressure on the match. I think Punk just go out there and like, hey, let's just go out there and do something great. And that's what's gonna yeah. happen. So um I will say though, uh, <laughs> this international championship match does also really appeal to me too a lot. Uh, you know, Orange Cassidy, uh Shibata, Zach Saber Jr., and Daniel Garcia. I think that could be a real, real sleeper match i think i it, it's such a, such a contrast in, in different styles i think a little bit too there's there's some technical wrestling like orange cassie wouldn't be considered a technical wrestler but you know and then shibata's just kind of hard hitting and garcia's kind of like you know grappler sometimes and technical here i like that and uh, and i i'm interested to see the fallout of the five on five match I don't really care about the match itself because I am kind of over this elite BCC thing, but, and it's only really because I just want to see CM FTR versus the elite, but I just think there's a fallout. Something's going to happen in that match. And I would, I'm excited for that. Whatever happens there. I mean, I'm also excited to see, I want to see BCC going for the tag titles too. And FTR and, and them beating the shit out of each other. And CM Punk I would really like shit out of you, out of those guys. Like, I, I I'm not over it too. I don't know why you had the big blow off match that main evented a fucking show, and now we're, we're still doing this. I don't, I don't get it. When when it's, all of these guys, I, I mean, I think BCC is just is fucking killing it right now. I think they're on fucking fire, man. I love everything I they're agree. doing. I wish yeah. they were working with other people. I wish they were working with people all up and down the card. I wish this would be over, especially since we already had the big blow off match. Like, come on, man. We know elite. The elite had these long ass shoes, man. Their shoes last long as hell. And and I guess sometimes I can I can dig it like the Hangman and, and Omega feud that like they didn't fight each other that often but they you know it was building up to it so it's a long the long story but I I think I'm done I think I am done with the BCC because I want the, the elite there's so much more you could do with the elite and I think there's so much more you could do with BCC and I think CMFTR even add Starks in there CMFTR Ricky Starks. With you know Danielson, Yuta, uh, Mox, and, and Claudio, that's a that's fire. If you want to oh. put you you want to put the elite versus whoever else, you could do that. I mean, uh, you could. Yeah, I, I guess that's another thing. Like, who do you put the elite against if you do transfer the BCC feud? Because I think that would possibly be another thing that they're gonna do. Um, only because of the fact I think. Dynamite looks like it's it's kind of ran by BCC. Collision looks like it's ran by CMFTR. So, I mean, at it's some point, it has to clash. But I, I will say I do think the BCC versus the Elite feud, the ending of the feud, is probably going to be blood and guts. I think that's whether they're 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 dragging it on 
because they're trying to get to blood and guts. And if I had to guess where it's going to happen, I would say TD Garden, Boston. That's where I think it's going to happen. I think a lot of things are happen in Boston, actually. I think a lot of things will happen in Boston. Uh, that show, July nineteenth, little money. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Maybe, 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 you know, maybe, maybe a little. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, a lot I, of famous I, wrestlers from Boston. Who knows? Yeah, you never, trip. You, you never. Yeah, you never know who's gonna show up. You know, uh, it all depends on people. People heal up. Um, but uh, no, I. But I think that's. I do think that's probably the plan because you need a match big enough to to put at least nine. 10,000 people in the TD guard. Maybe maybe they're going for like seven or eight. I, I haven't seen the numbers yet, but I do know. Um, yeah, you got to get the people a reason to show up because the Celtics ain't doing it. Save it for tomorrow. Yeah, that's for the other show. That's for the, <laughs> <laughs> that's for the other show because, boy, uh, yeah. But no, I, yeah, but, but I, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I think Blood and Gus is the feud ender. Um, I just don't know how you drag this on a couple more weeks unless you add one other piece for blood and guts i think it'll be a six on six for blood and guts i think that's some of the progression right of this feud for bc it starts out that you got the you got uh, mega versus mox then you got a three on three and then you got uh four on four and it's a five on five and now i think blood and guts will be six on six i don't think ishii is going to be the sixth man um so I think you have one more spot, right? You have Bucks, uh, Hangman, Omega, Eddie, I guess, who'd be involved in it. And I guess you got to find one other person. One more person? Billy. Maybe somebody who's proud and powerful. I don't know. Who uh, knows? Uh, who knows? Peagle, what's your, what's your video game podcast called? Uh, the Eclipse Theory Games Podcast. All right. Is that pinned on your uh, profile there on Twitter? Um, yeah, I got the Eclipse Theory link in Twitter. Um, just follow the straight through podcast link is in, in the the account link. What are you follow guys covering this Theory. week? Um, actually, True is going to be recording with us. Um, recording the, right after we get the, done with this, we're covering sports. Yeah, a few minutes. There we go. Uh, and then tomorrow on the DAR Sports Media feed, we're gonna have a. Is is that NBA podcast gonna ever end? Is it gonna be you guys gonna clock in for a shift? Because there's a lot to talk about, man. Whew. Uh man. There, there's some pain. <laughs> a lot of pain. Lots of pain. A lot of pain. Uh these these trades, these I mean, I I'd like some of the draft moves. My hands strings hurt thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. And uh <laughs> yeah. So I no, nah, I, I yeah. It's it's gonna be an interesting one. It'd be great to have everybody else and, and kind of see where everybody how everybody else feels about some of these moves and some of these trades. But uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a fun show. Um, I've held this article uh for a reason because I wanted to add as much as possible from the draft. So there's an article that that'll be it's just me, uh, Ax and Apollo, and um, we'll probably talk about it more, of course, uh, when we when we record tomorrow. But I, I'm I'm excited, man. Like I said, I I I, I love doing this. It's been a long time since since me and Pugo actually sat and did podcast talk at wrestling. So it's Man. been years. Years. Poor man's new day era. For the follow. So seven years, damn near. Yeah. About seven years. Literally seven years. 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so anytime you get to do stuff with your brothers, that's that like that's the fun. We we creating history 
with our brothers, man. That's that's with our peoples, man. So that this is uh it's that's how you define a revolution. There you go. I'm I'm sending you some drop or something, put that shit in there. That's how you define a revolution. Bang. Some shit like that. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody be on the lookout for that. And remember, the world of DAR media never stops. Rolling up the smoke, Chevy on the front of spokes. Did you like the way we float? Hop inside, oh, well, let's go, let's go. We riding out, yeah, riding out, riding out, yeah. Uh. Elite. We riding up, riding up, yeah, riding up. I said the D A R like the D P G. East to west side, out in D C. We gotta make a move, nigga. Yeah, we see y'all be steady bouncing to a beat to sound like D R E or maybe Battle Cat. Loaded Lux got me watching battle rap. Loading up my 38, you better never tattle that. Good smoke, good pussy, good up in my habitat. Sick of all the silly tricks, send them where the rabbits at. Swing a couple eyes like it's Caddyshack. Me and Apollo got some models that's been dying to follow. I said it's the West in here tonight, east side, but the drama been so clear tonight. All the bad bitches got nothing to fear tonight. We just rockin' smoking something you can hear tonight. We the leaders of the new school, follow the shit and give me a bad red bone to swallow this dick. Bitch, rolling up the smoke, Chevy on them hundred spokes. Bitch, you like the way we float? Hop inside, oh well, let's go, let's go. We riding out, riding out, riding out, yeah. We riding up, riding up, riding up. Cruising yeah. the city, ride with something pretty. We bout to show, about D.A.R., are you with me? It's show time, the host fine, we smooth like wine. And I'm looking at my watch, it's about that time. We just make you wanna dance all night long. We just make you wanna move all night long. We back at the hotel, yes it went well. We going hard to the bar, ring the bell. Last call for alcohol. We need to get lit, have it with jaws, baby. Rolling up the smoke, Chevy on them hundred spokes. Bitch, you like the way we float? Hop inside, oh well, let's go, let's go. We riding up, riding up. Just got word that the plug got that good in stock. Plus it's still sunny outside, so you know we pullin' out. Feel me? It ain't no reason it should be that hot, but I ain't complaining. Been out here so long, it still ain't raining. All these tough guys know they wanna weigh in. I just give them a bit of game and I have to say when. If it overflows, that's just the drip. Like that. It's like that.